If you love Arizona small school basketball, don't miss out on our Patreon. Here you can get bonus exclusive content that you cannot get on the podcast weekly. It's in our link tree. Go check it out. I promise if you're an Arizona small school basketball fan, you're going to love it. Here we do deep dives on teams, players, games, anything you can think of. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Don't miss out on your chance to join the small ball army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona small ball is just better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, November 21st. Reyes is here with me as always. We want to welcome you guys back to the Arizona small ball podcast. Before we get into anything, I just want to remind you guys that if you are listening to the show, you're tuning in every single week, but you're not subscribed or you're following the show on whatever platform you're listening to, go right now to the platform. I know the majority of you guys listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go over to that carrier and follow the show, subscribe to the show. And then while you're there, leave us a rating. We have over 100 ratings on Apple Podcasts. And I'm going to tell you guys this right now, getting a rating on Apple Podcasts is like pulling teeth, but we have a lot of great ones. We have all five stars except for one four star, Reyes. And I think it was an accident, actually. If it was, I hope it better be an accident because if it's not, we're going to hunt you down and find you. I, I think it was an accident because they wrote like amazing stuff and they just left I remember stars. that review now. Yes, yeah. it was an accident. We're going to say it's an accident. Let's go ahead and say it. We'll just say that. And either way, just go leave a rating on the podcast because that really helps just just the, the quality of the show for sure. And like I said, Reyes is here with me as always. And Reyes, I just want to tell you. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Dude, happy Thanksgiving, guys. It's awesome. You know, everybody's going to get some stuffing, if you know what I mean. Some stuffing. That's good. Some good stuff. I know that you're not a, a big fan of Thanksgiving. I remember from last year. I'm not like a huge fan. I mean, I know a lot of people are. It's just a lot of like, you know, just food and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just not for me. I'm not really a big fan of turkey or anything like that. I, I like it. It's good. It's just, you know, you can have it whenever. You feel me? Yeah, if I remember right, though, I think you ranked your birthday as higher than Thanksgiving, which your birthday is not a holiday. I just want to once again throw that out there to you. I did rank my birthday higher than Thanksgiving. I think I did. Did I? I did. Huh? Wow. You did. You did. I did. So before we move on, I just want to say this. Okay, we're going to get touchy for one second, and then we're going to keep moving on to some games. Reyes, I want you to know something. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm thankful for you, buddy. I'm thankful for you too, man. <laughs> and we are thankful for all of you guys that have continued to show love and support to us, man. We really appreciate you guys. And, you know, we're just excited to, you know, just keep it rolling. We got a great episode in store for you guys today. The The majority of this episode, we're going to be covering some great tournaments that are going on here on Thanksgiving break. There's going to be a lot of smaller schools mixed in with bigger schools and just all small ball schools and some tournaments. We're going to spend the majority of our episode focusing on that. Before we do, we're going to start off by just recapping the week. We also want you guys to know 
there's a lot of really good games that are happening that are separate from the tournaments. We're going to preview those games, but we're going to preview those on our Patreon. So if you want to hear about those games, go check out our Patreon and, you know, you're going to be able to hear some in-depth previews about how some of these teams are going to face off. Some of the teams that we'll talk about Highland prep, Santan charter. Uh, we'll talk about some other ones as well, but it's going to be some really great games before these tournaments, but make sure you check out our Patreon for that content because it is exclusive on Patreon. There's nothing better than basketball season, Thanksgiving and the holidays. It's great. I'm thankful that hoops is back in the first week of Arizona small ball did not disappoint. We talked about some great games. We previewed some great games for you guys. And almost every one of the games that we talked about was a great game. Honestly, we started off with leading edge Academy at Highland prep. That was a really close game all the way through. We didn't get to watch that. I guess the biggest bummer about this week, man, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of these games were not on NFHS. It was really difficult to watch games this week. It was very hard to find the games and like actually watch. Um, for you coaches that do listen and like you guys want us to watch your games, like just shoot us a link, shoot us in the DMs or something. Cause like I said, we want to cover your games. We want to watch them. Yeah. It was tough this week, but I mean, you know, we got them through and pretty happy for what we saw. I only got to watch two games. Mm -hmm. One of the ones that I did not get to see was leading edge Academy against Highland prep, but that was really close and down to a wire all the way. Those are two teams in our top 10. We had Highland prep ranked at number three. And we had Leading Edge Academy, I think, ranked at around number nine. I had them nine. You maybe had them at eight or yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Highland Prep came out with a W, 55 to 49. And there was some really great plays in that. Coach Hill sent some highlights, and he posted a bunch of highlights. So it was really good. I don't know if you saw the one with Presley eBay getting a block. I I did see that one. He's, like, at the top of the square with that one. Pretty monster block from Presley eBay. Um, Highland Prep did a really good job. I think we can both agree that we were kind of surprised that leading edge. um, I was really surprised. It was closer than I thought. 55-49. I think if if not, if I remember correctly, we both said that Highland was going to kind of run away with this. But, Mm -hmm. you know, leading edge proved us wrong, which is awesome. Because then it just lets us know, like, what we got to look forward to for leading edge academy. I think it, it means a great thing for the two A because Highland Prep is no joke, and what it what it, th- this whole thing what it communicates to me is that Leading Edge is the real deal. They're ready to go. They weren't intimidated by Highland Prep, and you know I just think it's really great. So it's going to be fun seeing Leading Edge continue on. This is not related to this game, but Leading Edge does play ALA West Foothills moving on into into next. Uh, this coming week so that'll be an interesting test for them as well moving up into the 3a so that's really good really excited for highland prep we'll talk about their next games coming up but that game did not disappoint at all highland prep starts off one and oh undefeated so that's really good the salome and wickenburg game the burrito game uh, the burrito you still haven't gotten me my burrito yet. Hey, i bought you something else you did that's true you hooked I, me up with some mickey d's i got you some mickey d's instead but it's not a burrito though that wasn't the deal I bought you food. <laughs> You're right. You did, you did. <laughs> so here's the thing. Salome handled Wickenburg 57. Handled. To they really did. This was one of the games that I got to watch. And, you know, it was funny. I actually had a really bad day that day. You did have a bad day that day. And then I went home. And this is when you know you're an Arizona small ball fanatic. Salome Wickenburg was going on. And it was Wednesday night. And I was watching Texas Gonzaga. I'm a huge Texas fan. And I didn't know who to watch more of. I was watching Salome and Wickenburg more than I was watching Texas Gonzaga. For you college basketball fans, you know what happened with that game. I'm a huge Texas fan. So it was a huge win for them. We're not going to dive deep into that because we talked about that on our Patreon. If you guys want to know more about what's in store for Salome and just kind of what happened in this game, 
just go check that out in our link tree because there's a ton of great content on there. One of them is focused all on Salome. I just want to say Salome looks really, really good. And who were they missing? They were missing Tito Calderon, in my opinion, one of their most explosive guards. So it was really good. So there's a lot of really good there for Salome and Wickenburg, but just know that they look really good. I did find out something else that's interesting. I don't know if you knew this. Madison Highland played St. John Paul II. Oh, okay. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. St. John Paul II, they, they they looked really young, you know. 49 to 32 Madison Highland won. Do you remember who was on the team for Madison Highland last year? Oh, what was his name? It rhymes with a shmishu a fueue. Dayway? A nisu a dayway, yeah? That didn't really rhyme. It's not a word, but... (laughs) No, it's kind of the same. It's it's just the same thing. He's no longer with Madison Highland anymore. He's not on their roster. He didn't play with them. So that's a really good thing to note moving forward. Teams that are playing against Madison Highland, game planning, he ain't there. So Madison Highland looked like they were kind of struggling to fill that void here. And uh, I had really high aspirations for them. I got to watch this game. But but just so everybody knows, uh, he is missing in action. I wonder he was one he of the top leading scorers in the, in the state. In the state. In the state. He was averaging a little over 26. 26. Yeah, he was averaging. Yeah, I think a little bit more than that at some bit, point. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Tough guard. Okay, so let's move on to Friday because that was Wednesday. That was a, Friday was action-packed. Friday was action-packed. There's a lot of really, really good games going on here. Let's start moving over to the 3A, right? LA West Foothills got to play against Fountain Hills at Fountain Hills. I don't know how many times I refreshed NFHS trying to see if this thing would work. We're on the bus coming back from our scrimmage, and it just it wasn't working. But Fountain Hills handles their business against a very young and still developing ALA West Foothills squad. Fountain Hills wins 59-21. to 21. And I don't know. What are your thoughts about Fountain Hills? Do you think that they're better than what we thought they were going to be? Or do you think that it's a testament to how young ALA West Foothills probably is? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say – I'm going to give credit where credit is due. You know what I mean? Like Fountain Hills is a very talented team. They got a, little, a lot of pretty good guards, mm. um, a great coach who's going to give put them in like the great positions. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think how I'd put the, how I'd word of this. I think ALA is just um, maturity level and the experience at being at the 3A and just be kind of jumped, thrown into it. Fountain Hills is one of the best teams in the 3A. It's, it's no. brutal to start like that. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Though. I don't know how – you can't really measure that game sure. for Fountain Hills. Yeah. I guess I'd have to see them for another game, just really put, like, a stamp. Okay, like, because we know we're going to get them regardless. You know what I mean? They're always going to be a top-10 team or sure. top-15 for sure. Um, I guess I just can't go off this game. So I'm going to go ahead and just say that. I'm going to keep it at that. Okay, yeah. I, did, I did see Aiden uh, Logan okay. actually over the weekend, and, yeah, he told me a little bit about the game as well. They said that, you know, they just you know ran their sets pretty well. They said that – um, ALA West Foothills did seem a little inexperienced, but yeah. um, like I said, they just took it was a good, great team win. And for all of our listeners, just so you know, what we mean by inexperienced, if you look at their roster, it's not that they're crazy young, like all freshmen, but it's a brand new school. And all of these kids playing together for the first time, it's a brand new program. That's what we mean by all the inexperienced. Some of those though. kids are probably from different programs. Sure. And they just kind of like went to this new school to start a new chapter. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we mean by inexperienced. We're not saying that they're you know, not skilled or anything like that. It's sure. just, you know, you're kind of a team just kind of thrown together and yeah. you meet your first year in the three and the three is a very competitive conference. A kid that I do want to highlight from ALA West Foothills is Jay Gould. This kid's a stud. I don't know how tall he is. I think he's about 6'3", 
but he's probably the best athlete on ALA West Foothills. He had some really nice plays, not just in their opening scrimmage against Borgate Catholic, but even against Fountain Hills. So I'm really excited about him moving forward and just to kind of watch how they continue to improve as they move on. Let's go to the 1A, the Gregory School at Hayden. 68-44, and, you know, that that score kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought it was a little bit more spread out than what we had predicted. I think mm-hmm. we predicted it being a closer one. Yes. You got an inside scoop, though, here, because it wasn't just that the Gregory School didn't play good. Yeah, just per our source, you know what I mean? Vince Edwards was not playing at the game at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the, It was pretty much good news for the Gregory competing with a potential top team like Hayden without their 27-point per game scorer mm. um but then it kind of begged the question um is it bad news for hayden maybe to be not as dominant as we think they might be mm-hmm. because vince edward wasn't there now i guess my question is if vince edward was there does that affect anything does the outcome change i think the outcome changes and, and i don't mean that the gregory school wins this game i think hayden probably still wins we predicted that yeah but if you look at it, the Gregory School, they've got, I mean, I was talking with their coach a little bit. They've got a, a, a pretty decent kid who's been stepping up and taking the place of Vince Edward. He has a concussion, mm. uh, just so you know, and for all of our listeners. At number 24 for the Gregory School is freshman forward Devin Dawson. He's really been stepping up in the absence of Vince Edwards. So, I mean, I think that this is more... You can't really judge anything off this game, in my opinion. That's, it's kind of like the ALA was. It's kind of like the Fountain Hills. Like we can't judge Fountain Hills off this. Game. Uh, I think it's a little different. Think? Yeah, I, I think this is different. This is. I get what you're saying, and I think it's close, but I don't know. I just might. I think it's different. Sure, man. I get it. <laughs> Whatever you say, bro. But um, no, yeah, it's kind of hard to go off of this because, like I said, Vince Edwards wasn't there because mm-hmm. I think it would have been a very close game. But I do believe the outcome would have been the same. I mean, not, just, not a blowout, but Hayden with the win. Yeah, but you just got to think about it. It literally changes everything about how Hayden can defend the Gregory School. Mm. It changes everything the Gregory School can run because I'm imagining that most of their sets are run through Vince Edwards. That would make sense, you know? No, that makes sense, yeah. So, I mean, I'm talking as a coach right here, having, like, really good perspective. I think that you got to view it as a positive that Vince Edwards is out for this beginning part of the season because it forces other kids to step into a role where they're going to be a lot more aggressive and they have to become a big part of everything that's going on. So I'm a really big fan of what the Gregory School does and just kind of how they do things and how they're coached and their program and how it's run. I think that it's hard to judge them off of this, and I think they're just going to continue to – I don't know. When Vince Edwards gets back, I want to see – I would love to see a rematch here. But, you know, it is what it is. I think Hayden's still a great squad here in the the 1A, so – Okay, so let's move back into the 3A. Chin Lee was at Winslow, and we were wrong about this one. Were, were you wrong or I was wrong? I was right. I think, I was I right. think you rolled with Chin Lee. I think I said Chin Lee, but I said it's at. I think I did say Chin Lee. I'm going to rock with you, Chin Lee. I'm going to say I did say Chin Lee. <laughs> I rocked with Winslow, and I was wrong. Chin Lee takes care of business on the road, 67 to 48, to open up their season. And I just, I was really, I didn't get to watch the game, so I can't lie. We've been talking a lot about Chin Lee and saying how they lost a ton of their kids. And that's still true. That's, that's not false. I did get to see them in a scrimmage though. And I'm not going to lie. They looked okay. 
They had some kids that could play a little bit. They had some height. They looked like they had some good athletes again. How did they do that? How did they just reload like that? You even said it, huh? I'm kind of eating my words here. I have no idea how they reload it. Well, actually, I don't know. Because it's, like, weird. Because it's really not It's not necessarily rare. But usually like, the program, like a Chinley, like an Altrasay, like a San Carlos, like all those, like, you know, top-tier red schools, when you think they lose a lot, they always you – know, they might take, like, a down year, but then they always rebuild. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know how they rebuild, but like I said, I'm happy for them. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how they – because like I said, who knows how Winslow was. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, that's a really great win for Chinley to actually, you know, take care of business on the road. So it's a pretty good win for them. It's a great win. And, honestly, I still feel – like Monument Valley is going to run the 3A North. Mm. But this makes me feel like it's going to be a lot more interesting moving forward. So the Northers really got a little bit more competitive, I think, and it makes their region a little bit stronger. It did. It did. And speaking of the North, let's continue on to Saturday with Page and Window Rock. Mm. I was a little bit surprised at the point spread here. 60 to 44. You know I'm not a mathematician. I'm but, not a mathematician. But that is more spread out than what I anticipated. I know that you had some uh, – Paige uploaded some stats here. They got a kid who's been rolling really, really good for these first two games of the season. Paige is off to a great start. They're rolling in at 2-0. and And their their first game was against Northland Prep where they won 70-52. to I'm kind of surprised at how close that game was too, actually. I thought it would be further apart than that. I agree. Yeah, but uh, – and then they beat Window Rock 60-44 to their next action is going to be in the Valley Christian Boys Basketball Thanksgiving Tournament, which we'll talk about next. But Paige is off to a really good start. It's really great to see. And, you know, it's kind of funny to see this. Not, not necessarily funny, but actually really cool to see because this player right now that's kind of leading Paige, we saw him as a freshman. Mm. And so to kind of see his development through these four years has been great. Orlando Yazzie averaging 21.5 points per game. Mm. Uh, he actually had 24 at Window Rock. Um he dropped 24 at Window Rock had a, and shot like 67%. Um, like I said, I really like his game. He's really smooth. He flows with the game. He plays with a nice pace. He can shoot the ball fairly well. Um, he's grown in size. He's just a very kind of savvy player. So I think Paige got the really good one in him. And I think that he can lead Paige. You know, I mean, we'll see what kind of happens in that north. Like I said, Monument Valley is just tough. I it's kind of it's kind of hard to say who's going to beat Monument Valley, but like I said, like you sure. have Paige, now you have Chin Lee. We always know Tuba is going to be kind of competitive. Um, it's nice to see that the North is kind of back or getting there. It's I getting back to kind of how it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. So that's great to see. And like I said, yeah. So we'll see how they do in the Valley Christian. We'll talk about that. Mm. It was a great first week of hoops to recap, and and great first week of hoops to just kind of tune in for and just kind of notice some things. I want to echo what Raya said. If you guys have a game or a player that goes off and you feel like he he you he needs recognition that you you want some some coverage for it, make sure you send it to us, man. We we'll watch film. We'll stay up late watching film. We love breaking down this stuff. Our goal is just to bring as much coverage as possible uh, to Arizona Small Bowl. We're gonna get into all of these Thanksgiving tournaments that are this week because they're gonna be so fun. There's nothing like a Thanksgiving tournament here at the very beginning of the season. We're gonna get into that, but first. Check it out, y'all, because we've got a new sponsor. Tis the season for some self-care. Our friends over at Manscaped are here to clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephant, Manscaped products are on top of every wish list. Ladies, you looking for a solid gift for your man? Well, guess what? Look no further. Manscaped is offering 20% off plus free shipping. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com and use our code AZSmallBall. 
Again, that is AZ Small Ball. Fellas, remember, taking care of your basketballs are important, so do not neglect your balls. So go on, head over to manscaped.com, use our promo code, and go get right. Okay, so let's talk some Thanksgiving tournaments here. There's a lot of great ones. We're going to start off with the Boyd Baker. All in all, we got seven tournaments that we're just going to kind of talk through. We're not going to talk about every single game or matchup. We're just going to pull some specific teams out and talk about them and just kind of talk about their first matchup and how we think they can fare in this tournament. So let's start with the Boyd Baker tournament. This is November 21st through November 23rd here at the opening part of this week. Here are the teams that are located or that are participating in the Board Baker Tournament. Baba Kavari, Duncan, Patagonia Union, Bisbee, Wilcox, Joseph City, Hayden, San Manuel Jr. Senior, Superior Jr. Senior, Catalina, and St. Augustine. It's a lot of small ball teams, Reyes. I love, you got to love small ball tournaments. That's great, I, It's dude. really great to see, honestly. It's kind of a mixture of 1A and 2A, so it's actually really cool to see. Yeah, so we got all of these teams in here. I think we both kind of agree on which team that we would pick to come out on top of this tournament. Yes. Which would be Hayden. Hayden. I'm right? gonna go ahead and say Hayden. Now it's kind of interesting to say who is Hayden gonna face in the championship. Sure, game. I was just about to say that. Who do you think comes pretty close to that? Like up at the top with them? I think either a Joseph City or a Bisbee. I've been hearing some really positive stuff about Joseph City. I have too. Like really, really good That's stuff. That's what I'm saying. So I, they're they're making some noise. So hopefully they're able to put us on their radar. Um, Duncan obviously can't sleep on them, but I think sure. either a Bisbee or Joseph City could possibly face uh, Hayden in the championship game. Right. So let's talk. Let's just since we think that Hayden's going to come out on top. We've already kind of talked about them a little bit on the podcast, but because we think Hayden's going to come out on top, let's just talk about their their first matchup and just kind of break that thing down really quick so hayden plays against wilcox at amphitheater high school at 3 p.m how do you like this matchup for hayden with wilcox so we haven't seen wilcox play yet now they started off losing to globe 41 to 67 i see hayden coming on top of this one for the first one i think hayden comes on top of this even though wilcox is a two-way if i'm not mistaken yeah they're two-way they're two-way um yeah, I have Hayden. I think Hayden actually kind of runs away with this game. I think that Hayden beats him by 15. Uh, Wilcox is obviously a scrappy team. They're always a pretty scrappy team. Physical, strong. Physical, strong. Just kind of, yeah, they're kids over there. But I think as far as uh, Hayden's skill set and their guards compared to Wilcox, Wilcox guards, I think Hayden has the superior guards over that. So I'm going to go ahead and take Hayden in this matchup over Wilcox. I take it too. And I'm really excited to see Hayden kind of move forward. I'm also excited for San Manuel Jr. Senior. They did just name a brand new coach over there. I saw that on Twitter. And from what I hear, he's coached before, so he's got some experience. And hopefully he can. He hasn't coached in a while, mm -hmm. but hopefully he can be able to provide some stability to that group because we know that they got some kids there too. You know what's a, a name that sticks out to me on there is Catalina. Mm. Catalina's in the 3A, and they're in that south region. And they're the ones who had that big loss last year against Sabino. Hopefully they can come back and there's a good tournament for them and they can kind of get started right. And well, if you remember right. Catalina, was it two years ago? They were like one of the top teams in the 3A. Mm. And in this past season, they were one of the below teams, which sure. was actually kind of crazy to see. Yeah. So I, I kind of agree with you. I kind of want to see Catalina kind of back on the map and kind of see what they can do this year. Yeah, they open up 9 a.m. on Monday today against Baba Kavari. Man, those, not, those, are, those morning games. Gosh, I know. I was just thinking that, dude. Isn't that just the worst? I I hate early morning games. I always feel like whoever has a better warm-up wins. 
Yes. Honestly, like, and I, yeah, that might be fair. wrong, but hashtag I agree. Hashtag you agree. So yeah. Anyways, uh, coaches, you feel our pain in those early morning games, but I think just to start everything off, kids are going to be so hyped up. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be a huge issue, at least in my opinion. So, yeah, sure. So there's Hayden in the Boyd Baker tournament. They're our pick to win out this whole thing. And no matter what, there's going to be a lot of great small ball games going on November 21st through November 23rd in that Boyd Baker tournament anything else you want to say about the board baker tournament uh no actually i'm just very excited you know just hopefully tune in hopefully it's live streaming sure and everything like that so we're able to kind of just tune in some to some games but other than that yeah i'm just kind of curious who comes out on top okay so let's move on to the sunny slope hoops giving basketball tournament i'm really excited for this one you're going to notice something pretty interesting about this but I think it's going to be really good. This uh, Sunny Slope Hoops Giving Basketball Tournament, November 21st through November 25th. Here are the teams that are involved. Willow Canyon, Liberty, Mountain Ridge, Desert Edge, Thunderbird, Cortez, Queen Creek, Deer Valley, Apollo, Chaparral, Sunny Slope, and Phoenix Christian. Only one small ball team, unless my eyes are going crazy, Reyes. That's only one small ball team that is here in the Sunny Slope Hoops Giving Tournament. You got to love this, right? Coach Streisak is doing a great job. What, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, hopping into this type of a tournament. I mean, this is big names in here. You're talking about go big or go home. And literally, this is, uh, this is a great testament to what Phoenix Christian is trying to be and what they're, who they're trying to face and everything like that. I mean, I like it. It's good for them. Um it's not out of character either because nope. of the Section 7. They did great in Section 7, remember? They did. It's just a gauntlet, man. They're going, like I said, you you named some of the teams. You named the Millennium who's up this year. Um, well, Millennium's not in this one. At least the Millennium was in this one. No, they're not in this one. That's in the next one. That's in, yeah. Oh, that's in the next one. My mistake. But like a like Mountain Ridge, a Thunderbird, Queen Creek, Deer Valley usually obviously are always a good one. Sunny Apollo. Slope. Sunny Slope and Apollo. E Sunny Slope last year was tough. I know. They're good. Really good. <laughs> So, okay, let's just talk about, let's break down Phoenix Christian, who they play first, right? Monday at 5.30 p.m. at Sunny Slope High School, they played Desert Edge. Desert Edge was a pretty interesting team last year that if I, they didn't lose a whole lot. They only lost three seniors. Um, they were kind of, they're like a mid-major 4A or 5A, I should say. Um, they're fairly competitive. Um, this year, they're one and one. I kind of like what they got back. They're bringing back two of their kind of like leading scorers, uh, Tamba Tamba and then Hunter. Both of those. It's weird two. talking about a big school. It's super weird. I like don't even recognize those names. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't know who these people are, but I mean, they were both averaging over 22 points a game mm. and they were juniors last year. So this is their senior year. So they're starting off one and one. Those are two guards. Correct. Mm. And like I said, yeah. So they. You know, they lost the Millennium. You know, that's the recent game. Like I said, they do face Phoenix. What Christian. was the point spread on that Millennium? 63 to 35. But like I said, Millennium wow. is up this year. They're sure. a very competitive team. Like, they're probably in the running for the title. Sure. Uh, in the 5A. Um, They did beat La Jolla Community High School. Yeah. That's how I think how you say it. I, like I said, it's a big school. I don't even know how to say mm-hmm. it. Um, But like I said, so it's actually really good to see Phoenix Christian kind of take this battle and just to see, because they said they, this is a 5A that they're playing mm-hmm. against. So... What have they got bigs wise? They got a lot of bigs. As far as bigs, Desert Edge, we are looking at because, they, because here's what six I'm... three, six four, six four. Okay. So six four is probably their tallest, and you never know what that really means. Sure, sure. Uh, so I mean, it, it looks like just from like what I'm looking from the roster and everything like that. As far as Desert Edge, 
uh, Phoenix Christian actually kind of matches up a little bit well. They mm-hmm. do have bigger guards. Desert Edge does. Sure. But like I said, it's kind of it's kind of curious to see how they're going to stop that one-two punch. Right. With Tommy Randolph and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm curious about because I think this is something of note. Obviously, Tommy Randolph is going to check one of those those better guards. I don't know. Maybe you put a Bryce Anderson on another one of those guards to try yeah. to lock him up because he's athletic. He's long. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something that's interesting. And if those two players get into foul trouble for Phoenix Christian, they're in trouble. Yes. Right. Correct. So that, that's going to be interesting to to think about and just to kind of see how Phoenix Christian attacks that. Or it I doesn't attack. It defends those two guards because, I mean, they're really explosive. I mean, more explosive than any other guards. I mean, dynamic duo that they're going to see throughout the year. No, yeah. Uh, both of their guards last year that were juniors, Amari, Amir Hunter and Cuthbert. Tamba Tamba, uh, one's five eleven, one six one. Okay. So I mean, yeah, like I said, so like pretty deep average size guards. Uh, like I said, they match up pretty well with Phoenix Christian. I would actually really like to see you know Anderson and Tommy Randolph sure you know, matched up against one of these two. Tommy Randolph eating somebody's lunch. I'm just saying it's their first game of the season, and I'm I'm so happy because I I do think this is my prediction. I do think uh Phoenix Christian runs away not runs away with this one, but I think Phoenix Christian takes the dub on this one. Oh yeah, I, I think they beat Desert Edge. Yeah, I, and after they play Desert Edge, uh tonight five thirty, then tomorrow at four p.m. they play Cortez, and then on the twenty third Wednesday they play Sunny Slope. So I think right now. From those three days, they're gonna go two and one. I think they think pick up the one. wins of Desert Edge and Cortez, and then they lose to Sunny Slope. Lose to Sunny Slope. I could see that too. I Sunny could really see that. So I mean, like I said, it's not impossible, but what I'm saying is, you know, obviously it's just different. Sure. You know, small school and big school, but obviously we love to see small schools topple big schools. So I hope they do it. What do we always say? Small ball overall. That's right, baby. Small ball overall, and this is really great. You know, when we did our episode about toughest schedules in the two A. It wasn't released yet who was playing who, you know, and seeing this, I mean, this is a really great schedule. It really adds some points to a, a Phoenix Christian schedule that was already okay. So, mm-hmm. and then they, they continue on to play another big tournament too at, at Christmas. So really excited about that in Phoenix Christian. Uh, I mean, for me, Phoenix Christian is my pick to win the two A this year. So I'm really excited to see how they do with this. Uh, you know, we're going to have to watch some of this one for sure. Yeah, I uh, hopefully, like I said, I hope these games are live streamed so we can tune in because I really want to take a look and kind of see where Phoenix Christian is at and to see if they are the team that we kind of predict them to be. Mm. They are. They are. Okay. (laughs) We'll see. So let's move on to the Millennium Hoops Nike shootout. This is November 22nd through November 26th. Here's the teams that are involved here. I'm really excited about this one because we already heard a little bit of inside scoop from it. Uh, from Coach Randall, but but here it is, okay? Mountain Point, here's the teams that are in it. Mountain Point, Peoria, Sunrise Mountain, Millennium, Verado, and Trivium Prep out of the 2A. What are your thoughts about Trivium Prep being in this tournament? Mm, my thoughts, if I had to give it one word, I'd say tough. 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 In a good uh, way, right? Yeah. In sure, a good way, yeah. Sure. And I think it speaks into what Coach Randall talked about for their program and just for, you know, the expectations that they have, that they want to play against the best schools, against the big schools. And this is showcasing that, right? Like you put your money where your mouth is and boom, they throw them into here. Their first game of this tournament is at Millennium High School against Millennium. This is Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And I just want to mention this too. 
Trivium Prep opens their season Monday night tonight, 7.30 at Scottsdale Prep. And then they turn around and they go up against Millennium tomorrow at 7 p.m. Talk about two very different competition levels, you know? Very different. But tell us a little bit about Millennium, you know? So, what do they got? What can what can Trivium Prep kind of expect? I know that size is going to be for sure something to think about here, but Trivium Prep has some size as well. Yeah, but Millennium has size a little bit everywhere. Okay. Um, You know, 6'4", six, 6'6". Six, six. They have a 6'6 six, six freshman uh, forward. I guess his name's Cameron Holmes. His little older brother is currently at Dayton, University of Dayton, D1. Uh, he's a, he went to Millennium, then he went to Prep. Um, Millennium has reloaded this year, and I can see them competing for a 5A state title. Really? Yes. 5A state title. 5A state title. Call okay. me crazy if you want. Like I guess I don't really pay attention to the 5A as much, but I remember them like two years ago when they were very competitive. Sure. And Deron Holmes, I believe, maybe it was two years ago, three years ago. He I know let, Coach Randall said that, that they were returning a really good Millennium team. They're a very good experience. And then you add that piece of Cameron Holmes, who's a 6'6", you know, freshman forward. Sure. I mean, that just kind of brings a new dynamic. I'll be kind of curious to see how Trivium approaches him. Hmm. I feel like he's going to be kind of one of their key pieces. And they do also have other pieces as well. Right. They're currently 2-0. and Like I said, they beat Desert Edge. They beat La Jolla Community. Point spread, they beat La Jolla Community 92-28. to And they beat Desert Edge 63-35. to okay. So, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to see how Trivium is going to match up with them. Right. I think Millennium's probably may get the better of them, but I do think Trivium can keep it competitive. Sure, I think they'll keep it competitive. And I think that, you know, kind of Coach Randall and Trivium Prep, their mindset is obviously to go in and win this whole thing, but it's also a, a huge testament to just strengthening up their kids and making them better and making them tougher. This playing them, against good competition. And that's what I'm saying. This, for this, like, people are going to be like, oh, like, why are I, like, some people probably wonder, like, why do small schools want to play big schools? But it just preps them for the playoffs. Yeah. And like I said, so Trivium doing this early in the season just gets their players ready. So when they end the region play and when they do see a Rancho, you know, at ALA Lutheran, all these other it's teams. It's nothing. It's nothing. Like yep. I said, they've been there, done that. Even they've seen better competition. So sure. now it's like they just got to get the work in. So I'm, I actually really like this for Coach Randall and them. And I, I'm really curious to see how they compete against a lot of these, you know, well-known 5As. It's going to be super exciting. Like I said, they start at Millennium tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And then on Wednesday, they play Mo Mountain Point, which I know is another very, very good competitive team in, in the bigger school era. And then they play Verado uh, November 25th at 4 p.m. So this just got a really good gauntlet here. I'm really excited about, man, now that I'm looking at a trivia and prep schedule, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit on our episode. And here we go. I'm going to cross promote here. Uh, if you guys want to know a little bit more about trivia and prep, we just did a coach's corner with Coach Randall out of Trivia and Prep. So you should go check it out because it's freaking awesome. But in that episode, he talked about his schedule. And, man, they do got a really good schedule, man. They're loaded. Now that I look at it with these tournaments in, it looks yeah. it looks pretty good. So I'm excited about them matching up against Millennium and, and just, just seeing how they do. Yeah, and so Mountain Point last year, they went 19-3. and three. Um, they, they are losing one, two, three, four, five, six. They lost six seniors. Okay. Uh, one of their players, Washington, it was true Washington, I believe. He's not there no more. Okay. He went to prep school. Okay. So he's there now. So, and he was like one of their leading scorers. Okay. So I'm actually kind of curious to see what Mountain Point does have to the table. So it'll be actually a very interesting game to kind of see how Trivium plays against, I believe Mountain Point's a 6A. Yeah, I, th I think they are a 6A. I think Mountain Point's a 6A, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 6A. So, yeah. I mean, shoot, that's awesome for them. 
Yeah, see it's going to be really good for trivia. I mean, they're going to be moving in to the. I mean, they open their season tonight against Scottsdale Prep, but it's going to be. I mean, once they move into December, I mean, they're going to be ready to go. I mean, their first game in December is Odyssey Institute, then ALA West Foothills, Phoenix Country Day, Pima, Mojave Accelerated. It's a really good schedule. They're going to be ready to go. Way to get battle tested early. I love it. Let's move on to the Dick McConnell Thanksgiving Classic. This is November 23rd through November 26th. Here's the schools that are here. I'm really excited about this one. This is basically the Tucson schools, okay? Chola, Sunnyside, Ironwood Ridge, Palo Verde Magnet, Sorahita, Flowing Wells, Catalina Foothills, Coronado, Tank Verde, Saguaro, Desert View, Empire, Sabino, and Micah Mountain. Really excited about this, but mostly I'm really excited to see Palo Verde Magnet and Sabino start off their seasons. I guess we could start off with Sabino. I'm really interested about them and, and kind of where they're going to be at this season. Sabino opens up play against Suarajita. Let me ask you this. Do you see Sabino being able to come out on top of this tournament, or do you think they're going to fall short of coming out on top? I think they're going to fall short of coming out on top. I do think they'll be really competitive in this tournament. I kind of like their I like their chances. Um, but like I said, when you have an iron ironwood ridge and then you do have like a Catalina Foothills and even a sunny side, I mean sure. pretty high talented teams. I would say like about mid majors, five A, six A's. Um actually I, I like Sabino's odds. I'm not gonna go ahead and sit there and not gonna take it, but I like their odds. Hmm. So they open up their season uh on Tuesday night at seven PM against Canyon Del Oro. And then they come right over here on uh, Wednesday and open up against Suarajita. What can Sabino expect with the Suarajita squad? I know Suarajita is, I feel like they've played them before in the past. They're in the 4A, and this is going to be their first game of the season going up against Sabino. And, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited to see how they can match up against them. I think they played against them last year, if I remember right. I believe so, too. I'm trying to find it. <clears throat> um, Suarez. Um, so Suarajita last year, they were seven and 15 there. So like, I would say they're fairly competitive, you know, like kind of like a 500 team. Um, they do, they did lose one of their seniors, but they do have a freshman who was averaging seven points a game. And then they do have a sophomore and someone named Tyree who was averaging 14 points a game. So I mean, what'd you say how tall he was? I said he was averaging 14 points a game. I said, I don't know how tall he is. Or oh, I thought you like said that. he was seven one. Oh like, no, I said he's a sophomore. My bad. I can't talk. <laughs> oh, shoot. No, he, no, he's a sophomore. Um, so I mean, Sarahita and Sabino with this game, I do see Sabino coming out on top against Sarahita. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like their, I, I, I like their, um, I like the way their guards match up with Sarahita. If uh, Sabino can live up to the pressure, because like what Coach Tan did a really good job with those kids. Those kids played super hard, you know, for the full, you know, game duration. They had like a swagger to them. Yeah, so I kind of like that. So I mean, wonder hope- if they still got it. Ooh, hot seat question. I do not know. <laughs> That's just a good answer. Yeah, Sabino's going to have – I'm looking at their roster right now, and their roster is – they have some kids on there. They, they got Weston Habig back, so he's going to be a load for sure. They got Corbin Jessup, who's 6'5", as a senior, and then they got Christian Alexander, who's 6'8". Sabino's got some size going, and I know that some of these kids were kids that Coach Tom was talking about that were hurt last year, and they were really impact players. So they're going to be coming back. Hopefully, they they can compete really good. And, you know, for me, the biggest question mark was their coach. 
Um, hopefully, Coach Taylor can do a great job of bringing them all together and getting them ready for this first game of the season. But I agree with you. I do like Sabino in this first matchup. Even just looking at the names that I just looked at from last year, I think they're going to be able to handle their business here. Yeah, they got some pieces to really work with. And I think Weston Haybig, obviously, is a huge help for them. And he's probably going to do a great job leading Sabino. Um, I'm just really looking for a big, bigger year than he had this year. I think he did last, last year or last year. My bad. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I do have them coming up on top of their first matchup. Okay. Another Tucson school here from the small ball scene, the Dick McConnell Thanksgiving Classic, is Palo Verde Magnet. And I really like Palo Verde Magnet a lot. They got a lot of really good young players coming up. I've seen a ton of film on these kids. They're dogs. They can handle. They can shoot. Really talented kids over at Palo Verde Magnet. I know they do a lot with development and skills over there. They're going to face off against Chola at 6 p.m. Wednesday night. I'm excited to see this matchup. And I think, I don't know, I'm not sure enough about Palo Verde Magnet to make even a judgment call on this because they are so young. We haven't seen them play varsity games or anything like that. And that's true. And like one of our sources did say that they do have a freshman guard. Like I said, he is a freshman. So like I said, sure. we don't really know what he's going to bring to the table when these spotlights hits. Chola is a mid-major 4A. Um, 5A. They, 4A. Or 5A. They 5A now? Mm-hmm. Last year they were 4A. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm just looking 5A. at it right now. Okay, my bad. Hey, wait, wait to fact check me. Good job. <laughs> Um, they are bringing back two guards in Williams and Dean who are both averaging. One was averaging 22 and the other one was averaging 10. So they have varsity experience. Hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to say where Paulo Verde is going to end up in this matchup. It kind of favors Chola, but I don't want to make a prediction because sure. who knows? It's hard to know. It's really hard to know. And like I said, so I'm going to go ahead. This we'll, I just want to see this. Hopefully I can watch it um, to see who wins. So how how was Chola last year as far as wins wise? Uh, they were ten and thirteen. So 10 and 13. yeah, they're okay. usually a pretty just solid. a couple games below five hundred. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so it's going to be a really good one to watch out for. Really excited to see how Palo Verde Magnet and Sabino shape out because those are two really big teams in the South. They're going to be really, really some big teams for us to be following here. Let's get it. Let's move on to the Ben Franklin Thanksgiving Classic. I'm so excited about this one. I might be more excited about this one than any other one. This is November 25th through November 26th, and this is right after Thanksgiving. This is right after Thanksgiving. Well, no, this is before. This is right after, right? After. This is fr- Yeah, this is after. This is Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, I just, man, it's brutal. You're eating Thanksgiving, and then you just got to go play right after. That. I'd pig out Thanksgiving, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of tough, but... Here's the teams that are in the Ben Franklin Thanksgiving Classic. It's a great one. Gilbert Classical, Seton Catholic Prep, Chandler Prep, Lincoln Prep, the Lightning, Gilbert Christian, Sequoia Pathway, Benjamin Franklin, Holbrook, Fountain Hills, Odyssey Institute, Chino Valley, Miami, Lake Havasu, Glendale Prep, Madison Highland, Ariti Prep, Veritas Prep, and ALA Anthem South. Ooh. That's a mouthful. I think we both know who we got coming out of this one. I think we no, on the count of three we say it. Okay. okay. See if we're in sync. Okay, ready? One, two, two three. Holbrook. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Jinx. Okay. So who do you have coming out in second? I can see you said Seton Catholic, right? I can see Seton Catholic, you know, making that championship run. Or even a I'm gonna go ahead and say even a Gilbert Christian can make a you know an interesting run. Um Holbrook play. I know we're gonna talk about this right now, so I'm already gonna mention that Holbrook plays Fountain Hills right off the bat. Dude, that's gonna be so good. It's crazy. Fountain Hills already has game experience and whatnot. Oh, stop! Holbrook's been playing like every single day. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, bro. But 
I have Holbrook is not at Fountain Hills. No. I think even if it's at Fountain Hills, give me Holbrook. Give me Holbrook all day long, dude. I'll take Holbrook on Lou. I'm bringing that back on Lou. I'll take. I mean, I'll take Holbrook. I, I'm I'm going for Holbrook. That's my yeah, number right, one right. team, baby. Let's go. Um, yeah, I have Holbrook beating Fountain Hills. I think it's a pretty close game, obviously, but I think that uh, Holbrook might run away. I'm gonna go and say Holbrook by ten. Give me fifteen. Give me twenty. Give me thirty. <laughs> no, who knows? It could get wild in there, dude. I'm just yeah, saying. it can get pretty wild in there. Like I said, but I, I like Holbrook's chances in this tournament. Like I said, Gilbert Christian does have some pieces still, even though they did lose one of their biggest pieces. Uh, Fountain Hills, like obviously we mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, they have a lot of pieces to work with. I'm not saying a lot of pieces. You know why? Because sure. this tournament is a puzzle, mm-hmm. and whoever's going to fill that last spot will be crowned king. <laughs> Of the Ben Franklin <laughs> Thanksgiving classic. I don't know where you went with that. I don't know where I was going with that either. I was just kind of going on a rant. But that's all right. Um, that's going to be a fun matchup for Holbrook Fountain Hills. It's at 330, right? How did the Odyssey Institute fares in this tournament? So I'm actually, that's one of my teams that I'm really watching this tournament. I'm excited about Odyssey Institute. They got some really great players. Obviously, they got Hayden Maynard coming back, a great, great point guard. But they also got another kid in there. I forgot his name, but I know he transferred from Paradise Honors last year. And he's a pretty good player as well. So Odyssey Institute's going to have some pieces. they got a brand-new coach. And I know there's going to be a lot of excitement around them. They open. The tough thing with them is they open with Seton Catholic. I mean, that that's a tough that's a tough squad, you know? I mean, you picked them to maybe finish second. Yeah. But, I mean, I just – I don't know. I, Seton Catholic's good. You know, they, they got a lot of good players there. Well, I, I don't mean, think Odyssey. I think Odyssey Institute comes up short against Seton Catholic, but I think it's a very close game, and I think this speaks to how much better Odyssey Institute has gotten from last year to this year. What I remember about Seton Catholic, which was the funniest thing ever, we were playing in a league, and their coach told us, you know, their team's gonna be fireworks, hmm. and then they didn't live up to the hype that the coach told us to. Sure, sure. Um. But seeing Catholic has a lot of great individual players. They do. They open them I and they're one and oh, and they still have that little guard. He's a senior now. He, I forgot it's like Zach something. Mm-hmm. Zach S. He's averaging twenty seven points a game. Well, it's only one game. It don't matter. Who did they play in that don't, first game? Don't worry about who they played. Who did they play? Tell me who was it? Uh they played Flagstaff. Okay. And they won sixty two to fifty seven. Oh, that's a good game, actually. It's that's a very good, good game. It was at flag. Uh, here's the thing though. Yeah, okay, that kind of tells me a little bit about where Seton Catholic's at, though. Do you think Odyssey can be a Seton Catholic? I think this. I mean, we've seen this the little guard play. Yeah, he's kick, tough. The kick yeah. and hoop. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think right off the bat, Odyssey Institute's going to have a hard time covering that guard. He, Odyssey Institute, Coach Maynard, if you're listening to this, I want you to know. You're going to see this little white boy roll out, and he's going to look like trash. He's going to look like he doesn't belong on the court, and he's going to start going off. I'm just telling you, the kid can shoot. He can handle. He can pass. He can do it all. He's, he's a really good guy. He can finish in the lane. He sees the court very well. He runs things for them, honestly. She lights it up. It was crazy to see. on. It was a fall league when we saw him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think Odyssey Institute can beat a Seton Catholic, but I think they're going to compete really well against them. I hope I'm wrong. You know, like what you say about, you know, like, I hope everybody proves me wrong. Like, I hope everybody proves me wrong. I Please hope do. everybody proves me wrong against the bigger schools, not against the smaller schools, but against the bigger schools. I, I hope that they prove, prove me wrong. wrong, guys. Yeah. So I'm excited about Odyssey Institute. I'm super excited about Holbrook. 
going back to Holbrook Fountain Hills, I just want to say this. We know this about Fountain Hills. They pack the paint. They have really intense help side defense. That's going to be very problematic against the Holbrook team who can shoot the ball at a very high level. And they make great passes and great decisions. I'm just saying. Will, Hol- will, will Fountain Hills be able to stay in front of Holbrook's guards? Mm, I think they'll do a better job. Than yeah. most teams. Yeah, they'll do a better job than most. I think it'll be... I was joking about give me 30, you know. I know. Give me 30. But, I mean, I think it's going to be a really good game, all that being said. Yeah. Let's talk about Gilbert Christian because we got to talk about them really quick. That Gilbert Christian opens up play at 2 p.m. Uh, against Lake Havasu, which is a really cool name for a, for a high school. I mean. Well, it's in Lake Havasu. Oh, that <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's so, guys. So clearly, the brains is the brains. It's it's you know it's it is like, what it is. But yeah, so I like this matchup. I got Gilbert Christian taking care of business against like Havasu. Like Havasu is kind of like a low major five A. Um, what were they like last year? Uh, I believe they went five and fifteen. Oh dang! Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. But like I said, even though Gilbert Christian lost one of their key players they still have a lot to work with right. like we say coach keener you know is, he's a great coach he's mm-hmm. a great mind he's gonna figure out ways to put his kids in the best position it'll be really interesting we'll actually get a really good sense of where gilbert christian is at after this tournament and for a lot of these teams honestly which is great it's, it's, i mean for me i feel like i'll have a good sense of fountain hills after they play against holbrook yes i'll have a good sense of odyssey institute i'll have a good sense of gilbert christian I mean, I'm I'm excited about the, these matchups. I'm uh, super excited, and I even like a Lincoln Prep, honestly, man. Like mm-hmm. seeing how they fare against some of these teams, yeah. uh, and like I said, a lot of these teams are you know two A and three A and whatever. Sure, and seeing them compete will be obviously great. So I'm actually very excited for that as well. And I, then obviously to see ALA at them south. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, those will be our first action that we see them with. Lincoln Prep opens up their play against Veritas Prep. And I have Lincoln Prep taking care of business against Veritas Prep to open well. things up. I think that's a great opening up for them. And after they play against Veritas Prep, we'll uh, we'll see kind of where they end up. Um, they or no, they're playing. They open up play at Sequoia Pathway, and then they go to Veritas Prep, and then Glendale Prep, and then Miami. So they're playing all those smaller schools, which I think they'll do great against. But that that's definitely something to watch too. Uh, I want to say this about Gilbert Christian because we've been talking a lot about Grant Woods transferring. They still have Lightfoot, who's going to be a really great, versatile big man for them. He's about like 6'5 now, I think. And they're still going to have Talgo, a really great guard who can shoot the ball at a really high level too. So they got great guards. They're going to run great offense. So Gilbert Christian is definitely going to be in the mix here. Really excited about the Ben Franklin Thanksgiving Classic. That is November 25th through 26th. Don't eat too much turkey, boys. Do not eat too much turkey. Tournament host, like I said, if you want us to be there, get us in for free. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the Valley Christian Boys Basketball Thanksgiving Tournament. This is November 25th through, I think, the 26th as well. Here's the teams that are here. This is going to be a really good tournament. In my opinion, I was talking to another coach. It's a little bit down compared to last year, but there's still a lot of great teams here. Valley Christian, ALA Queen Creek, Tupa City, St. John Paul II, Mingus Union, Page. Oh, no, not Page. I didn't mean Mingus. Ah! <laughs> Just so our listeners know, Mingus is 25 minutes away from us, and that's kind of like our unspoken rival school. So we don't have a whole lot of love for Mingus, but, you know, that was meant for Mingus, not for Paige. So Mingus, Paige, Mojave, Bushridge, Bradshaw Mountain, Sierra Linda, Awafria, Horizon Honors, ALA Ironwood, Highland Prep, 
and Shadow Hills out of California. Teams that I'm really excited about that are here, obviously Valley Christian, Pushridge, ALA Ironwood, and Highland Prep. Who do you got coming out on top of this tournament right now? I mean, it could be a matchup between Valley Christian and Shadow Hills again. Honestly, we were there at this tournament last year, and we actually played against both teams. No, we met we, – actually, I, I lied. We met Valley Christian in another tournament. Yeah, that was Judy But Dixon. we met Shadow Hills. And Shadow Hills actually had a couple of kids that could play, obviously. They got some good players, some nice-sized guards, too. Decent athletes, honestly, overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see, but I think that the, some of the teams, like you said, like a Valley Christian, Alien, Ironwood, uh, Highland Prep, uh, I think these teams could fare well against like a Shadow Hills and even a Valley Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say Valley Christian is going to come out on top. I kind of want to give it to someone new. You just want to give it to somebody new? I mean, don't give it if it's not deserved. I'm going to go ahead and say Valley Christian. I think Valley Christian might take this tournament, even though it is their tournament. I think who they meet is either a Shadow Hills or an ALA Ironwood. Oof. I think what? Well, no, go ahead. I think I think Ironwood reloaded. I think they're ready because last year they didn't have really a great showing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, in this tournament, huh? In this tournament, um, I learned something about ALA Ironwood. What'd you learn? I'll tell you in a second. Oh, well, that's all I was gonna say. Okay. But then I said I like Pushridge too because they got their football kid back. They got their big back. That's something different. So I mean, I forgot about them. Wow. Um. This, this is, is some good teams I'm, I'm, here. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I'm gonna learn everything I need to know about Highland in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna know everything. I'm gonna know a little bit. Of, I'm a little, We're gonna know about Horizon Honors. Mm-hmm. Even with Paige, mm-hmm. depending who Paige and who they're matched up with and everything like that, we'll kind of get a sense of them what they're gonna be like for the rest of the season. Sure. Um, I, I would. I'm not gonna really go off of them like off this tournament. Because like I said, like they didn't just go, they didn't really have a great showing. But then in the regular season, they did okay. You know what I mean? They did sure. pretty fair. Um, ah, man, this is super tough. Now let's talk about Valley Christian's first matchup of the tournament. Who is it? Saint John Paul II. <laughs> of course they do that. <laughs> of course they do that. Who you got in this game? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think Valley Christian's gonna go ahead. No and- disrespect to Saint John Paul II. We love you. We got love for all the small ball schools, but Valley Christian's got this one in the bag. Uh, and then we'll see who they play against next. Let's look at uh, put, ALA Ironwood opens up play against Horizon Honors. And I, I have ALA Ironwood handling business against Horizon Honors. Here's something. I was looking at ALA Ironwood's roster. It was actually like, it was this weekend, like at three in the morning, I woke up. It was super weird. My daughter was actually screaming because she had a nightmare. So I kind of helped her out. It was a whole thing. And uh, I couldn't go back to sleep. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do some small ball stuff right now. So I did a deep dive on ALA Ironwood. It wasn't that deep. I just kind of looked at their rosters on Twitter and compared it to other seasons. They have a kid on the roster who's a little interesting. We already know about Corey Wood. We know about Tony Willis. That's some other guards that are returning back from last year. There's a kid on there who I'm really interested to see. Emil Alves from Italy. Kid's about 6'4", and I'm very interested to see how this kid ends up panning out. Uh, I, I'm Is just, that the hidden? I don't know. I, I'm assuming, you know, he was on their roster last year, but he obviously didn't play. So I'm a little bit interested in what this kid has in store. I mean, just because he's a European, it makes me feel like, dude, what if this kid is like the next Luka Doncic in the small ball? You know, like that'd be crazy. <laughs> But 
I'm just really excited to see Alien Onward. I think they handled their business against Horizon Honors, and then we'll kind of see how they keep going forward. So I'm excited about that. That was my little. Who, who do you have coming out? On on yeah, top who, of this, yeah. Whole who, do you, who do you have coming out? I got Valley Christian. Okay. Who yeah, do, I think. Who I think, do you think they face? I think in the championship, they're probably. How about the, how about the hostie question? If Push Ridge and Alien Onward meet up somewhere in this tournament, who wins? Man, that's a good question, dude. That's a tough hot seat question. I'm gonna go with Ayla Ironwood with this Ooh, one. Ooh, I was gonna say push ridge. Yeah, okay. You got push. Okay. I'm gonna go with Ironwood. If they meet if they, meet, if if they were to meet. But yeah. if they run into Valley Christian, obviously it'll be different. Yeah. I like their chance. I like you know, it's it's very open this year, honestly. Yeah. It really is. I, I know, I agree. And here's hashtag I agree. Here's the other thing I wanted to say too with some of these teams and these games in here, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see their road to get to the top, you know, because I say Valley Christian makes it to the championship, depending on who gets matched up with who. I think that we could probably see like a shadow Hills again, mm-hmm. you know, but again, depending on matchups, maybe not. Maybe never we know. do see an Ironwood, an Ironwood Valley Christian like matchup again. You know? Is Highland prep overlooked in this? Um, are they overlooked? What do you mean by that? Like we're so we're so focused on these other teams. Mm-hmm. No, I think Highland Prep is right where they should be. I think Highland Prep is going to compete really well. I'll say, how do you think they fare? I think they compete great. You know, if they run into early Ironwood, I think if they run into like so, I think what your question is: if they run into like an Ironwood or a Valley Christian, how do they do against those teams? Yes, I think they compete really well, but I think they end up losing by about fifteen, maybe twenty. I think that they pull away from from them, you know. Uh, that's just my opinion. I might be wrong, but I think it's great that Coach Hill put them in this tournament to just kind of test them and push them a little bit. This is perfect for them. It is. It really is. Like it's, we're it's we're, we're we're saying that they're a two way contender. So I mean, putting them in this tournament is obviously perfect. Mm-hmm. It's honestly great to see. And like the other tournament that they're in already, I like what Highland Prep is doing over there. Coach Hill, you're doing a great job. You know, just putting your kids in the best position to really get them battle tested for the playoffs. You know, because sure. that I mean, after I mean January, that's when the real season kicks off. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I think as well something that is important to note is who Highland Prep is opening their season against or opening this tournament with. They open up play against Bradshaw. And this is a great test for them. I mean, we know a lot about Bradshaw. A lot about Brad. We've... Maybe too much about Bradshaw, actually. Let's just be honest. They're like, they're 45 minutes from us, too. That's true. Yeah, we've seen them all summer long. They're a great squad. Highland Prep matching up against Bradshaw is going to be... Man, they match up really good against Bradshaw, actually, now that I think of it. I like them in this matchup. I think Highland Prep's got Bradshaw. Hey, I got that's him. a hot take right there. That's a hot take. I think they got him. How do you? Okay, no, that's fair. I guess, like I said, uh, I think, yeah, that these two teams, it's just pretty much who's gonna get more stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bradshaw's a very disciplined defensive team. So is Highland Prep. You sure. know, you got Presley eBay. They got their Ben kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, that, but I'm I'm just saying. I think of the matchups to get matched up here, this is a great one for them. It's gonna test them. But it's not like they're way out of their league. Like I, I even think Bradshaw is a step below a Valley Christian ALA Ironwood. You know, I think that's a very safe comment to say. It's a step below them. Do you disagree with that? I think they're a step below. 
I think they're a step below no, Valley. Two steps below Valley. Yeah. Like three steps even. Give them five. Ten. Okay, come on. Ten's too far. That's All right, eight. It's like an elementary team or something. Oh my gosh. No, they're not elementary. <laughs> no, Brownstone's actually a very competitive team. They're like a mid-major, almost like a high major. No, they're like a mid-major 4A. A mm-hmm. very competitive mid-major 4A, honestly. Uh, the pieces that they do have, like I said, we've seen them all summer, so we kind of already know what they're going to bring to Presley, sure. eBay, and Coach Hill and them. I, I like this matchup. This will actually tell us a lot about Highland Prep. Mm-hmm. If Highland Prep can get it done, which I do believe they can, um, be a great win for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can't move forward before talking about Pushridge. Let's talk about who they get matched up against first. Let's talk about it. Pushridge goes up against Tuba City first. I love that Ooh. matchup, too. This is some great matchups, y'all. Arizona Small Ball is freaking back. It's awesome. I love it. Tuba City against Pushridge. I still got Pushridge in this one easy. I think their size is going to be way too much for Tuba City. And uh, Tuba City, did they graduate that big guard? They did. That big, they, that big did they did graduate their 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, kids. So, yeah. yeah. So, without that, that's actually a huge hit for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Push Ridge. I think Push Ridge runs away against Tuba City. I agree 100%. I think they're going to be fired up, ready to go. They got something to prove based off of last year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to be really good. So, this whole thing's going to be awesome. I can see Valley Christian coming out on top of this. And, you know, it's funny. This is probably the least that we've ever talked about Valley Christian or, like, even a Scottsdale. But we're going to talk about them a lot moving forward, you know. So we'll Yeah, see and that. like I said, just kind of mentioning that, like I said, Valley Christian, we already know what they have. And sure. like I said, we're going to know a lot about them from their tournament. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, we're, that's why we're just kind of keeping our cards into, like, ourselves until we see what we got. Luke Shaw is probably going to average, like, 40 a game here. <laughs> just, like, Section 7. I mean, come on. Gosh. And what's also hard, too, is, like, not that we're not going to talk about Valley Christian until, you know, December or January, but, like, we don't know what their full squad's going to look like until then, you know? So that's also another thing to think about, too. So No clue. That is if he's sitting out half the season. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. It's interesting. Maybe his hardship was... We'll see. We don't know. We don't want to we can't, just, we, stop we, right now. We, we, can, we, can't, we can't speculate. We can't, so we're not going to, okay? Let's we're going to move on to our next tournament <laughs> here, okay? Let's move on to the Joe Parton Memorial Classic. And we're really just going to focus on one team here. There's some other small ball teams here, but just one in particular that I think is going to come out on top of this one. They have a very good chance. Oh, yeah. I, so, I like their odds in this very, very much. So here's these teams that are in the Joe Parton Memorial Classic. Walden Grove, Vista Grand, Canyon del Oro, Amphitheater, Casa Grande, Nogales, Santa Cruz Valley, Santa Rita, Rio Rico, Combs, Santan Foothills, Douglas, Lee Williams, Apache Junction, Globe, Coolidge, and Rincon University. I got Coolidge coming out on top of this one. I love Coolidge. I love what they got coming back. I love their swagger. I like how they play. And I seriously see them coming out on top of this one. Last year, they competed really good. We know their first four games that they're going to be playing. I don't know if you're looking at it or not, but they open up playing against Combs, mm-hmm. which I think they can handle that one easily. They've got Casa Grande. But they're playing against they got apache junction and they got nogales so i think that those are all really good matchups for them i think they can handle their business there i got coolidge winning this whole tournament dude undefeated undefeated maybe they drop one on this first like pool play okay you know what i'm saying I'm, sure. I'm assuming that this is pool play you know what i mean i like that no i i do like coolidge's odds in this as well um yeah i'm very curious to see what they look like i mean obviously we saw them in section seven so I'm a little bit during the fall, but I'm really curious to see what they look like right now. 
We have a pretty good picture of what they might look like. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I agree. We're going to see Braden Gant. We're going to see a lot of these younger guards coming up that are really good. I mean, they're going to be a handful for any team to compete with because Braden Gant can step out and shoot the three really good and effective. I mean, he shoots it like a guard. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. You got Coolidge coming out on this one too? Or yeah, no? I'm with you on this one. I'm going to ride the coattail on this. Okay. It's going to be really good. And, and all these tournaments are going to be a ton of fun. And, you know, the the biggest thing that we're excited about is, you know, last week was the first week of Arizona small ball. So that was cool, but there was a ton of teams that weren't playing. Most teams are playing now. Now we still have yet to see Scottsdale play because they, their first scheduled game is not until it's a while, you know, I mean, yeah. we still got a little bit until Scottsdale comes on the scene, but there's a lot of great games. It feels like everything is full in swing now. So we're really excited about that. We're going to keep you guys updated on these things as much as possible. We're still going to be posting our matchups of the week and everything. So be on the lookout for that. Is there anything else that you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, like I said, guys, we Patreon is launched. Like I said, a lot of you guys have been supporting, which is awesome to see. Um, like I said, obviously, we want you guys to keep supporting, support the Army Enlist now. Um, like I said, it's going to be very – if you want exclusive content, if you want more content, if you just love Arizona Small Ball, you better subscribe to the Patreon it's really fun and awesome. It's just a little bit different dynamic that we're bringing to the show. And like I said, me and Lou, we might throw some a little bit of incentives for, you know. Incentives. 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 <laughs> I just lost my brain. So that I guess my brain, I guess big brain goes back to Lou on this one. Oh, that's great. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. And we'll catch you next week.